So the the royal family's last name is Windsor? I'm pretty sure it's Windsor. I'm almost positive it's Windsor. I thought Big, Windsor was in Canada. Goofy teeth, fucking <laughs> weirdos. But isn't Windsor the place in Canada where you go when you're 19? Yeah. And you can get drunk and you can gamble and go to naughty strip clubs with showers in them? Yeah. Okay. I've been there. I've never been there. Never been there? No. I was too poor. I didn't feel like it was that expensive of a trip when I went up there. Really? Yeah. Actually, uh, when we went up there, I was think I was 19, and we went to the casino, and I don't really gamble in the casino. I'll play cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. I went to the roulette table, and I was pissed drunk. I don't even remember what we did that night, but I was so drunk. And I was talking trash to the roulette. And I was just like chirping him, chirping him, chirping him. Finally, the roulette guy's like, oh, yeah? Well, you're not even playing, so if you don't want to play, you got to walk away from the table. And I was like, oh, yeah? You ever seen anybody just slap money down on a number and hit? And he's like, it doesn't happen. And I don't remember what I put down, but I put down something on a number. One number, spun that wheel, it fucking hit. I didn't wow. gamble again. Yeah. And it paid for the whole trip. But it wasn't, you know, what I threw down, probably 10 bucks. So what, and what is that? Is that 34 to 1 or 17 Fucked if I, I've never played roulette in my life. People are going to be yelling at their fucking... But there's a lot of numbers. So, I mean, if you're hitting the specific number, not just like red or black, that's pretty... I think it's 34 to 1, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know. Whatever it is, I hit it and it paid for like the whole trip to Windsor. I just do slot machines and I don't know why. Because you're an old white even... woman. <laughs> I don't really like it that much. No one does. And it's like, my parents love it. But like... I never know what's going on. Like, I just like, did I win money? Did I win money? Did I win? Tell me. And like different shit comes up and you're like, that looked pretty good. I feel like I have a whole bunch of fucking dragon heads. <laughs> why, why is this not giving me money? I, I never understand it. it. I don't, I don't know. But well, I, a lot of those things seem like I'm, I'm sure they're made by Chinese people, but they seem racist against Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I hate when it starts like connecting a bunch of lines. You're like, okay, got something, got uh-huh, something. You're uh-huh. like, Thirty four cents. Yeah. That's what I got for what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I've I've had decent like, I've hit like a hundred bucks on a on like a penny slot before. Really? Yeah. I never had anything like that. Uh, by the way, Pound Town Podcast, Wilbridge, Brian Kenny. We are powered by live mixtapes. We're presented by no one, no one, nobody. We're presented by your cats today. Yeah, baby. We're in Brian's living room. Horny Marvin's here. Horny Marvin's here. We're hoping he starts fucking the air. Yeah, he's fixed too. So there's, it makes no sense that he does this. I've never even heard of cats. Like it's like a dog thing, dude. He like he puts this this toy in his, in his mouth. There's like it's like a, a it's a broken toy. He loves broken toys. He likes the broken boys, and it's like a, a thin pink rod with a feather on the end. And he puts the feathers in his mouth, and he does this meow that he only does while he has this toy in his mouth. And then he just starts humping the air slowly. <laughs> and he'll like come into our room at night, like the middle of the night. Like who's, no. who's, who's trying to fuck right now? And he just starts humping and, and moaning. It's, it's, he's a creepy guy, the, but like, the fact I that dig it. Marvin makes it twice as creepy. Yeah. He's a big fat boy. Yeah. He's just going to town. That's his boyfriend. We named him uh, David. David? David. We, we accidentally threw away his old boyfriend, Raul. He likes the Latin boys. He's a Latin boy. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Like Chuck Booms. <laughs> uh, I'd say we have a ton to talk about on this show, but we really don't. But I have, I did come up with some stuff. Did you? Yeah, I we, came up with nothing. Okay, because we don't, we can go through money lines on stuff. But I was thinking about it, I'm like, people can get that shit anywhere. Um, if you, I have, just more wanted to talk about game to game and figured that was an easy way to, to keep us on task. We could totally do that. Uh, but I have some other stuff. We're gonna talk Brown Steelers. I want to dive because we didn't really get into that matchup much the other day. We just no, we didn't talk about it at all. We had to save something for Thursday. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's Cleveland Wing Week. I have a question for you on that. Okay. Um, is that the one in Lakewood? No, that- it's all over. I think there's like forty some spots. Cle- I think Cleveland Scene is doing it. Okay. So it's like forty some spots that have uh, wing specials this week. Um, okay. I did I, a I wing crawl in Lakewood once. I didn't know if it was that. I don't think it's the same thing, or maybe that was like the original genesis of it, because you know. Seeing events just get bigger and bigger and bigger, yeah. but this is a huge one. I mean, the the layout of like what who's participating is crazy. It looks like uh, it looks like the NFL schedule or a college football schedule on a Saturday. There's a shit ton of stuff going on. And then I don't know if you saw the rumor Antonetti supposedly uh, one of the candidates for the Red Sox. Uh, I think the president spot. I'll, I'll Did not know that, and I do not like that. Okay, so we'll talk about that. And then um, I have an OnlyFans question for you. And then you also went dress shopping. So we actually have a ton of time. We did go dress shopping, yeah. But I wanted to I want to start with uh oh Westles, by the way. Oct- Wednesday, October fourth. We're switching to a Wednesday now. I think it has to do with the fact that football is on Thursday night. But yeah. I don't know, whatever. If you're willing to come out on a Thursday, I'm sure you're a sick fuck that's willing to come out on a Wednesday. So same thing, Wessels comedy show. Wednesday night this time, 
And uh, great lineup. Brian may or may not be there. It's possible. He's he's coming back from his European va- vacation. Yeah, baby. Which we'll get to that. That's when part I come of back game. wearing those fucking like Pumas, the, like the race car looking shoes. You know the ones I'm talking about that <laughs> yes. don't have like any sole on them. Yeah, look like slippers. I'm gonna start wearing those with capri pants, male capri pants. I like that. Or you could do the capri pants, or you could do the uh, a true religion jeans. Those that's, those seem to be European guys like those. I think that's East Europe. Oh, is that East? I, Europe? I think that's <laughs> yeah. I think that's the fucking Eastern Bloc. <laughs> the guys who still haven't gotten the new clothes over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Euro trip. I gotta watch that before I go. I need a, a great movie to brush up. That movie's so fucking funny. That is everything I know about European cultures from that movie. Listen, I, I don't, I don't condone Nazi behavior, but when that little boy starts goose stepping through that fucking living room, I <laughs> so, cry laughing every time. So goddamn funny. <laughs> Fuck, that was funny. So, but show up to Westles anyway, whether Brian's there or not. We have great lineup. Uh, Bill Squire is headlining. I think he's running through his new hour, um, or he said forty-five minutes ish of that. I don't know if I will say they're not, but he is. And Hannah Belmont will be there. Hannah's very funny. I will be there. And then uh, I forget his name every time. But the you forgot again. Yeah, I forget his name. Who's the, <laughs> the older Italian guy who tore that room the fuck up last oh, time? Oh yeah, there. Rocco um, something. I think so. Hold on, I'm gonna look. I don't want to. I think he's got a dry bar special. He does. He's from. He just moved up here from Florida not too long ago. And uh, Carmen, that's his name. All right, Carmen something. Carmen something. Carmen. It's a middle-aged Italian guy. It's really Italian, whatever yeah. it is. But he cut that room the fuck up last time he was there. It was very funny. So go to the Westles in downtown Willoughby Facebook page. Look for the shitty flyer. Venmo your money into the ether. Come have fun with us that yep. Wednesday, October 4th. Get your body there. Get your body there. Let's go Brown Steelers. Should okay. we start there? Yeah. All right. Brown Steelers, Monday Night Football. I think we mentioned this. is the only thing I think we mentioned on the first podcast Everything about this game normally would point to me being scared shitless. You know, the Steelers got shit stomped in week number one. Uh-huh. The Browns played probably over their head, comparatively speaking, to what everybody thought. Tomlin has not, what is it? He hasn't started, uh, he hasn't lost a Monday Night Football game at home in 20 years, or they haven't lost. That's fucking crazy. I didn't know I was say the last 20 times they've been on Monday Night Football, okay. 20 and 0 at home. Which I'd imagine is close to 20 years. You don't get that many Monday night football games for yeah. you. Yeah, it's got to be, what, 17, 18 years yeah. probably. Um, it's Mike Tomlin. You know he's going to have him fired up. He called Nick Chubb Mr. Chubb. Everything about this scares me. <laughs> but I still like the matchup with Cam Hayward. It's not going to be out eight weeks. Um, I don't know. Deontay Johnson's whatever. I'm really not. With how the, how the defense looked last week, I, I wasn't that scared of him either way. Cam Hayward's big for the Browns. I, I don't know. What's your... Initial thoughts, because the, the the Cleveland fan of me that grew up here and has seen all the bad shit is scared so much of Monday Night Football. Yeah. The guy who watched last week is like, fuck, the defense is pretty good. Thinks they the Browns should have a decided edge here. They should. But, like, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they just, there's something about them. Um, so I am nervous about it. This game will be won or lost in the trenches. Not having Cam Hayward is enormous. He Huge. is such a big part of that defense. Uh, the matchup between Dewan Jones and TJ Watt is going to be pretty fucking crazy considering, you know, even though they got shit stomped, he had three sacks. Yep. He's still, he's, he's a big part of things. Um, but this defense, if that defensive line and that defensive front can still look the way that they did last week, this Steelers offensive line is not that good. No. They're very young. Yep. Um, that first round pick, the one that they traded with the Patriots to fuck over the Jets. He's still he's not starting. He went and I didn't even know that. Now he might start this game because the the tackle that was the left tackle, uh, because they were going to try him out at right tackle. And Tomlin doesn't really like starting rookies until they earned it. Yeah. So he had somebody else beat him out in the camp battle, Um, and so he came in at left tackle in the first game to play a little bit, um, and he might have to play in this game as well. But I mean, still, if you got a first time starting tackle versus Miles Garrett. That's fun. That could be a good time. Yeah, which is, as you said, equally as scary on the other side. Even if they move Watt to the other side of the line time to time, I'm scared shitless against with him against Wills, too. I mean, uh, Yeah, I don't feel that much better. Um, that's where I think Deshaun's legs come into play. He was able to run a lot last week, turn heat from the outside and sometimes up the middle into first downs. The one thing I do want to bring up about Cam Hayward, though, you're right, it's huge. Him being out, he's such a big part of the defense. But we all fucking know there's going to be some asshole that's like a fourth-round pick they're going to plug in right behind him who is going to be just as good, if not better, It's going to haunt the Browns for the next, like, seven years. If they're still the Steelers we're all imagining they are, that's probably what's going to happen. 
I mean, I ex- would have expected that offensive line to continue to be good, and they they've had some some downtime. They got real real young, real real quick. So maybe I mean I don't trying to find chinks in the armor. Kenny Pickett might be it. I mean, they they didn't draft a quarterback that well, um, and you know maybe with his mobility he'll make me eat my words for that, but I doubt it. Little baby hands. Yeah, I to me the screams under screams under. Yeah. I just don't see the Browns lighting them up in Pittsburgh. If the Browns are able to hang 24 on them, they should win this game easily, I think. I think they this, should. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think this yeah. is a 10-point victory then at, at least. I just don't think they're going to be able to hang 24 in this game. I think this is going to be an ugly, nasty game. Um, I hope that's not the case. I hope Deshaun lights it up and we're talking about, holy shit, that's the guy they paid the money for. I have a feeling that conversation is going to hit an even more of a fever pitch because people have been having it all week long about when is it finally going to happen that Deshaun's going to have a big game. Uh, yeah, I mean he's seven games in, and we've yet to see him look like a superstar one time. I mean, this there's just been doesn't feel like the spot for is going to do it either, though. You know what I mean? Like, no. Even if he was, even this if he would be a like, big spot to do it, a huge. This spot. would be the ultimate time oh to do God. it. There'd be common pants all yeah. over. Yeah. It's just instant dry cleaning bills would go through the roof, <laughs> dude. I mean, even if he would have had a really good game last week, mm-hmm. I would have still been like, this would be a game he's probably going to look more down to earth because it's just it's just tough, man. That's a tough place to go in and win. Yeah, and but like looking at their offensive weapons, so Deontay Johnson is kind of the steady guy who gets a lot of targets, and you can march down the field getting him the ball. Fryermuth is good. I think he would have to have a pretty huge game for them to be able to really put up points. Um, I can't see Pickens really killing us because I can't see Pickett getting him the ball well enough with him being more of a deep threat type. I mean, he already liked. You see, he liked that post on yeah. Instagram, that comment on yeah, Instagram he's about getting it. Caddy yeah. about it. He's I mean, he's a head case kind of guy. Oh, yeah. That's why he fell so far. He, he was a top-notch talent. He's just a fucking dick. Yep. And then Allen Robinson, who I will never forgive for the past few years of fantasy football and refuse to believe he'll be good again. He looks so washed. Yeah. So washed. And with that quarterback, you can't imagine it's going to look any better. No. Um, Najee Harris, he sucks. He doesn't do much. not good. He doesn't do much. Um, if I were them, I'd be starting Jalen Warren and just trying to get him swing passes and the ball in space. Um, but they're not going to do that. No. Gunner um, Hilshevsky, right? Is that how you say his name? He's, he's the second. He's, he's behind De- Deontay Johnson, excuse me. He's not going to play. Gunnar Hilshevsky's like the. Never heard that name in my okay. life. He's, I mean, he's been around, but it's a shitty fantasy pickup every year when you're during, on your waiver wires. Uh-huh. But, um, this was a big week for waiver wires. It was. Did you get anybody? Yeah, I, I got several shares of uh, Kyron Williams. Oh, nice. Okay. I went, I, one league has uh, fab dollars and then everything else is just, you know, priority list. Yep. Um, I got him in like two leagues. I didn't, I couldn't get Puka in any, any leagues. I had him in both my leagues already. Oh, you already had him. Look I at you. Savvy. Leagues. Yeah. Well, the, the cup thing, I, they had flirted with the fact that he might go on IR and I originally took him my first league because that is a keeper league and you get rookie keepers. So wherever mm-hmm. you draft him, if he makes it through your whole year, you can keep the next year at the exact same draft pick spot. Okay. So I just took him with the last pick because I like him. I like him anyway. And um, and who knows what's going to happen there, man. Their guys could, quote unquote, have hamstring injuries and sit for a whole year if they're veterans because yeah. they're, they're tanking. Um, I didn't really – who did I get? I grabbed Gainwell in the one league just to just to grab him, even though he's not playing tonight. Yeah. But just to have him just in case he keeps that lion's share of the Yeah. In runs. a PPR league, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wasn't really that active on the waiver. I had that. Justice Hill. In, I got him in one league. Oh, that's good. Um, I think that's, that's that, and you know my defensive streamers. Yeah, who are you streaming with defense this week? Um, I went with. I mean, I could only get it in one league because apparently other people had the same idea. But I wanted to draft New Orleans Saints defense everywhere. Their first six games are, are mostly cake. Everybody had. That uh, I got yeah. the Browns in one. Did you get them off the waiver wires? Yeah. See, that's funny. They weren't. They're were only available on one of the waiver wires, and someone used a move on them. I've never, I almost never see people use moves on defenses. Yeah. Someone used the move on the Browns in this one. Hell yeah. Which makes sense because yeah. they look great, and they're playing the Steelers, who look like dog shit on offense. Yeah, I'm just trying to to find. I, I'll keep the Packers. I had them in Week One. Um, I can't remember who they're playing this week, but it wasn't anything super daunting. Um, I'm just trying to find anybody playing the um, the Panthers, anybody playing the Texans, anybody playing. Even Tampa, like I, I'm rooting for Baker to, to keep doing better, but I've seen him throw a whole bunch of fucking picks, and I, I like those odds. How do you feel about him telling that dude to get his weight up, little boy? That was the same shit I loved when he was here, so like I, I'm not going to hate him for it. I just don't know if you can be doing that at this point. You're, I mean, good for him because I think he's, he's at his best he's when got he's to. doing that. Yeah, it's true. 
That is the only way to survive for him in this That's, league. He has to. He has to get back to that mentality or he's fucked. That that is what makes Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield. I did you hear the Greg any of the Greg Williams interview? I did not. No. He was on Ken Carmen. Um on top of him or Yeah. <laughs> Shoulders? Or? I'd pay 20 bucks to watch them fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sex day value. It was only fans. And- who's the bear and who's the bottom in that situation? I feel like Ken's a bottom. In this situation, Ken's the bottom for sure. Yeah, Greg's yeah. a dominant personality and Ken loves the Browns. So. Plus, based on the like the the way that he talked, he loves himself way too much to ever be submissive. Okay. Holy shit was this guy, Eric. I always like Greg Williams, but like... You know, they're talking about the Freddie Kitchen era and his um, you know interview to become the head coach. And like, I loved what he said when he went to talk to Dorsey about the interview. He's like, you're going to ask me a bunch of dumb questions. You already know the answer to them. This is my resume. It's the body of work that I've put in front of you for all these years. Why am I here? He like told Dorsey pretty much. It sounds like Greg Williams. Yeah. Yeah. But like he had said that Freddie Kitchens played almost no role in that offense. He was like, I actually took over the offense. He's like, I was an offensive coordinator for a long time before I was a defensive coordinator. Really? I thought I was going to be a head coach, so I wanted to go coach defense after I've been coaching offense, so I understood everything. And the, You believe that? I don't know if I believe that. He was also like trying either. to tell Ken Carmen that he was one of the first coaches that really got into analytics, and he was like... Oh, Jesus. He just he sounded like Steven Seagal. Like, so oh, they, yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. So I do everything. When his name, when everybody was out clamoring for Greg to get the job the next year, uh-huh. this is what every single person in the media was saying. This is why he doesn't get head coaching jobs. The, exactly what you're talking dick. about. He's just like the most arrogant dick that like... And most people are like, okay, yeah, you're a pretty good defensive coordinator, but you have not earned any of this shit you're talking right now. I wanted him to be the head coach. He was my first choice. And my reasoning was I wanted to keep Freddie at offensive court. I just didn't want to change anything because what we saw was great. It was a very quick about face from being God awful. And then with the exact same pieces, pretty damn good. But the one big thing for me on why I thought he'd be a decent head coach was the penalties. If you remember those penalties, that season was so fucking Terrible. frustrating. They yeah. nonstop penalties, and then they they just shut that faucet off as soon as he was a, like a head coach. They just stopped getting penalized. It was yeah, amazing. He's a fucking lunatic. He'll punch your wife in the face if you get an offside penalty yeah. in the wrong situation. If that's what they need, <laughs> then do it. Uh, well, some of those guys are doing it for themselves, so that's not a big deal. But yeah, man, I don't know. I never liked Greg Williams. Never liked him. I, he'd rub me the wrong way constantly. Um, I the air like. There, you have to be a certain level of arrogance to make it to that level in football. You know Stefanski what I mean? Stefanski doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. From If you talk to people, there is, there's definitely ego there. Yeah, probably behind the scenes. Being steadfast in what he's like, no, this is the way I believe it needs to be done. This is the way we're going to do it. You don't see, he doesn't really. He's also not relinqu- relinquishing play calling. That's probably 100%. the biggest piece of evidence. Yeah, I would say yeah. that right there is because certainly the outside pressure last year, anybody who didn't have that ego and arrogance would have just given that up, right? Yeah. And let even, you know, season's gone anyway. Let him go call plays for three games and be like, look how shitty that was. All right, I'm back, bitches. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do agree in that same sense of that's the reason you brought him in. Why the fuck? If he gives it up, then why is he here? You know what I mean? Yeah. But Greg is, is just one of those guys like, yeah, that rah-rah in your face, uh, that shit works sometimes. But man, does it wear thin. And when it wears thin, it wears thin fast and everything falls apart afterwards. And that was what I was always worried about if they're going to hire I Greg. I bet Williams. you that would have jived well with Baker. Probably. And what he said about Baker was, he was like, well, as soon as Baker started, came in, you know, we, we had to tailor it to him. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a system quarterback, but, like, that's what you have to do with every player that comes in. And it's not just the quarterback. You have to figure out what works for your left tackle. You have to figure out what works for your fullback, your middle linebacker. But, you, you know, with Baker, he was like, you know, Baker's yelling, you know, hey, if they miss this block, they miss this block. What do I do? And it's like, well, all of a sudden you're the blocker and it's, it's, you're not throwing an actual block, but you're, you're blocking them by getting the ball out of your hands. Get rid of it quick, get rid of it quick. And so he said, he thinks they could have won championships with Baker and like, he thinks Baker was the guy now, you know, obviously that's a little little wild to me, but it's a little crazy. Um, it was. This is the same guy who's not in the NFL and was tailgating in the Muni lot, by the way. Just, just <laughs> let's just make sure we're keeping everything in perspective here about Greg Williams. Because there's definitely people listening like, fuck yeah, I love Greg Williams. Yeah. Uh, I love Greg. I love Baker. But no, I don't think you were, You guys were winning championships together. Um, not in this era. Not of the era the quarterbacks exist right now. You, I think Baker is a quarterback. And Greg Williams and Baker, there's probably gaps in like ebbs and flows in the NFL where they could have snuck in and won a championship when everybody stayed healthy and had a great defense. Not in this era. That doesn't exist right now. There's just way too much fucking talent at the quarterback position. Yeah. 
It's, it's, it sucks. It fucking sucks. I still like you know you have to have something else elite with them like the unless you're the fucking Chiefs. Yeah. Like you are you, the Chiefs are getting there based off of an amazing play caller and head coach and the merits of their quarterback and I guess tight end. Um, the Eagles they have a lot. Yeah. They have a lot Stacked. going for them. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals that defense wasn't great but they showed up when they needed to and that wide receiver core is ridiculous. And that's in spite of a horrible offensive line. They're kind of an anomaly. Yeah, and and Burrow is just so good at getting rid of the ball when you blitz him. Yeah, he just he's so gets rid of the ball so quickly. Even if he doesn't, he 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 got sacked two years ago nine times yeah. versus the fucking Titans. They yeah. won that game. It's fucking insane. They're an anomaly. They make no sense. Uh, did you see the injury report today? By the way, no. So Shelby Harris is out today. Keely's injury. That. That's not good. Oh no. Yeah. Um. And then Jed Wills was limited with a foot injury. Limited on Thursday is not the biggest deal in the world, but uh, not 100% Jed Wills. Where the fuck have I heard this story before? Every (laughs) single year with this guy, and he did not look good last week. Uh, I never went back and watched any of the film. No. But I read some breakdowns of people who did, and every single one of them said he was terrible. Yeah. He's not not a good left tackle. I I really liked the pick initially. Um, I'd be curious to see if he slid him over to right tackle what he could do. But then, do you think they'd ever? Do you think if Dewan, say this week, Dewan Jones like just stuffs T.J. Watt and Jedrick Wills struggles again? Do you think there's a world where they'd be like, I'll just flip him for a game and see what happens? You'd think it would be easier by week, maybe. You'd think it would be easier than it is to flip sides as a tackle. But that's where Jed came from, right? He came from the right side, didn't he? Yeah, but then he had a full off season to yeah. reprogram his muscle memory and his his footwork. What if it's one of those people like it's like you ever met those people like? All their life, they try to hit a baseball and they couldn't hit it, and then all of a sudden they just swing from the other side of the plate and just start raking. You're like, <laughs> fuck, man, I missed that completely fucked up. Did you ever I, see the movie Beer League with yeah, Artie yeah, Lang? Yeah, I think you might be a lefty, Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when I was playing baseball and I got it's getting towards the end of my career. I was a really, really good defensive catcher, but I could not hit. And I can't, I'll never forget when I came off the field after the one game, and the coach was like, uh, I told your mom, I think maybe you should go get your eyes checked. And I just had my eyes checked and they were perfect vision. I'm like, nope, I just suck at hitting. The ball's moving now and I can't hit that. They're throwing curveballs, coach. I'm not fucking hit it. That's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not like super stoked about that that injury report, but I mean. I think it could be far, far worse. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's not that bad in my eyes. I don't think James Hudson is that big of a drop off from Jed. Um, it'd be really interesting to see what it's going to look like with these cheap tackles. Cause that could very well be the future Yeah, is uh, James Hudson, not getting paid much. And Dewan Jones not getting paid much that right. There's a lot of salary cut and that's probably what's going to have to happen. So uh, might, might get a nice glimpse of the future, <laughs> which if Deshaun's efficiently using his feet and extending plays out of the pocket and stuff might not be the end of the world. But we got to see I'd him. Love to see him pass from the pocket a little yeah, more. That'd be nice. he, did, he didn't do it at all. No, I wonder how many. Wonder how many throws he had from the pocket last week. It's not a lot. He the one he bounced was from the pocket. I remember that the one yeah. he bounced like three feet in front of the receiver. Which one? <laughs> it's true. Which one? Which one? All right. Let's talk wings. Unless you got anything else in the Browns here. You got a prediction on this game? Let's give a prediction. Oh man, um, the Browns are giving two and a half right now. Let's see what the total is. I haven't looked at the total yet today. It's so fucking hard. Because like I've I've just watched the Steelers beat them so many times, even when it looked like the Browns had an edge personnel wise and momentum wise. Um, I'll still go Browns twenty four seventeen. Okay, yeah, the total is thirty eight and a half, so you're going way over there. Um, I am going to take the Browns eighteen sixteen. Oh, okay. I, I think this is a gross low scoring game like i plan i plan on trying to hit the under on this one i'll be honest with you without cam hayward and with where everybody besides tj watt and i guess you know alex highsmith right yep um without those guys i mean you have two good pass rushers on the edges you have a very mobile quarterback they should put up some points against the Steelers. i agree i am comp- that under bet right there is 100 percent me being a cleveland fan my entire yeah. life going there's no way they're blowing them out in Pittsburgh. That side of me is thinking that they might even lose. I th- I could see them losing this game. I don't think it's that crazy to say they lose this game. And I actually, depending on how they lost, wouldn't be all that panicked if they did, be honest. That is a tough fucking game. Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh is a tough game to win. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, 
We want a championship, of course. We Is that him horny? getting horny? We getting horny? He's getting horny. He's got the toy. Yeah, he's got the toy. We got a horny boy. He went to the top of the steps because he's ashamed. Oh, he's going to take it in the other room. He wants privacy. Coward. Why are you coward? What was I even talking about? I don't know. I was very excited about the cat picking up the toy. I told you. He gets horny, man. He's done it during work meetings before. And he's just behind you making noises? Just slowly humping the air. On camera? Um, No. They were like, I was talking to a customer. Yeah, buddy. Is that what he's at? It? It? Oh, yep. There's the humps. He's thrusting. Yeah, he is. He gave a couple good there thrusts. There he is. <laughs> I like that he has a rainbow collar on, too. You're supporting him. Yeah. You're very, very welcoming in that. I love that. We've That's just good. created him being gay. <laughs> he doesn't even know he's we gay. We think it's hilarious. <laughs> we specific, Like, Sarah picked out that rainbow collar to further the narrative of him being a gay cat. <laughs> Yo, but he's only a, gay for broken toys. This is exactly what the GOP is railing against, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Cleveland Wing Week. I want to know your favorite wings in Cleveland. You don't really eat wings much anymore, right? Because they got to be dry, don't they? No, I, I eat plenty of wings. Oh, okay. um, for the most part, wings are like a very diabetic or keto diet friendly kind of option, depending on the sauce that you choose. Uh, for the most part, they're not breaded. And if they are, I can't get them. But um, my favorite wings are gone. Greenhouse, man. Ooh, I love greenhouse. greenhouse. Fucking good, dude. Um, you'd put those in your mouth and like they, they would just fall off the bone. I, I can't remember ever having a wing like that. It's wild. So you know who has that now? Who? Uh, and I think actually better. Okay. Dare to say, good company. Good company's wings are. What? Is, what is good company? It's owned by um, Will, who's partners with Pants and Old Eighty Six. Okay. So it's he has that. He has Prosperity. They had a Spotted Owl, which is gone. Now. I think there's a new concept going in. They're, they have old 86, and they're opening up something in Tremont again. Where's Good Company? <clears throat> Battery Park, right right across from the old Redstone. It's oh, okay. It's in that building right there. Yeah. Phenomenal burgers. It's like almost like old school drive-up burgers, whatever you call those. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. um, but, the dude, the wings, they're like, I don't know, they smoke them and braise them and all that stuff, and they just fall right off the bone. It's legitimately maybe the best wing I've ever had in my life. They're so fucking good. Okay. Um, I really like Hilarity's wings as well. I never had those. But they only have two flavors is is the only issue I have, mm-hmm. and they only have garlic parm, and then I just burp up garlic for hours. Yeah, which is it's a rough way to go. I've yeah, heard. it's yeah. not like a, like a B-dubs garlic parm where it's like saucy. It's like a dry garlic parm mm. um, with actual like Parmesan cheese on there. It's delicious. So Pioneer has pretty good wings, too. I don't know if you've had those yet. I've never been to Pioneer. That's good. You're going to be there soon. We have some announcements on that. Uh Sibling Revelry, Cerna's Soul, Southern Tier, Tolly. I haven't been to Tolly yet, by the way. Casey just sent me a picture Never heard of most of these places. Tolly's in Ohio City, uh-huh. like a little Italian delicatessen, I guess. And they have a chicken parm sandwich. It looks out of this world. Casey okay. said it was the best in the city. Okay. I he is him. a sandwich connoisseur. He has a sand. He loves the sandies. You got Wild Eagle Saloon, Tony K's, Wild Goose. Let's see what else we got here. Brothers Lounge, around the corner, Anejo, All Saints. 49th Street Tavern, Agave and Rye. Um, so taking taking good company out of the conversation, uh-huh. there's I have a requirement for me to think you have some of the best wings in town. Okay. I need for you two things. One, for your cook to look like he is not allowed around someone or some group of people any longer. <laughs> so there's he's as X has a restraining order on him. He's not allowed to go within a couple hundred feet of a school. Like, this guy's got some issues in okay. his past. That's what your cook has to look like. Okay. You need a couple health code violations. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But I need to know that that fryer does not get cleaned all that much because that's where the flavor comes then from. Then Mary actually just hit me up last night making a recommendation for me out of the blue. Um, and it is the Oriole Cafe in Berea. She said that was always... Her favorite place, that is where her white trash upbringing brought her <laughs> at too young of an age repeatedly. Okay. Um, and she would always get wings there. And she she says, and like, I, I've been in that place. I did a very terrible open mic. No, that was actually a booked show. It was awful. But um, it is a very greasy looking, ultra divey kind of place. It's usually where the best wings are. She swore by those wings. So I'm going to have to try them. And I'm a dry rub guy. Oh, I love dry rubs. I'm yeah. A, I'm a Cajun wing guy. Then I cover it in in ranch. That becomes the sauce. Uh, Dino's Pasta and Pub. 
or pasta and pizza or whatever the fuck that place is called. Tina's is great. Tina's got great, really good wings. That's not greasy enough for what you're describing. No, no, no. They've they've gone a little high class there. You know what I mean? But very good wings. Pizza's fucking good. So good. I just had it the other night. That's my one of my hungover. End of the weekend pizzas. That's in the. There's a three pizza rotation. That's one. That was such a great show spot. I wish that that didn't go away. Sternick ran one there for a while. In really, the I didn't know that. I didn't even know there is an upstairs. There's there. an upstairs. So like that, and that that's perfect. That's what all of the shows around Cleveland. Any comic that does shows or is thinking of starting a show, that's the most important thing. A separate room. Yes. You never want to spring comedy on people. That's had so many fucking bad experiences with just being in the main room, especially like, oh, we're gonna be in the main room on a Saturday night. Oh, great, great idea, guys. Yeah. The um, we ran that. Remember that Frank and Tony show in downtown Willoughby, which was like uh-huh. literally the whole bar. That had a halfway decent run for a while, but you still had half the bar did not give two fucks that you were there doing. There's that, and then it's such a long room. Yes, everybody had so, to be packed up at the front, and they usually were. It was like a fun group of people, yeah, but a horrible setup for comedy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Where uh, what else you got? Give me a couple other wing places, like uh. <sighs> Firehouse on the east side, Willoughby's fucking banging. That place is really good. I'm trying to think. I mean, this horny bastard. I hope I don't know if it's getting picked up on the podcast. <laughs> I hope <but>. it is. <laughs> I could have hid that toy. I specifically put it out because I wanted it to be a part of the podcast. I lost my phone. It's gone forever. I don't want to go. I don't want to reach down there. Don't, don't worry if, about I don't it. Know the last time that cat nutted on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have his right there. He doesn't have nuts. So oh, that's true. It's it'd be dry. He's just dry coming. Hi, buddy. <laughs> I don't really. I can't think of many places that have gone and gotten wings. Oh, uh, corners or grindstone. Those were pretty good. I heard they're good. That's just a good spot, right? Yeah. Um, what was it? The one pizza joint we used to go to. There was this pizza place. What was it called? I think it's Upper Crust. And there is. Um, it's in North Olmstead. And it is definitely the best pizza in North Olmstead. There's no question about that. But they are the rudest people with the worst fucking service. Oh, see, that's good too. And we would call them Big Dick Pizza Daddy because it's we're like girls who just were treated terribly, <laughs> but that dick is so good we kept going back. <laughs> Big, Big Dick, Big pizza, dick pizza Daddy was upper crust in North Olmstead, and they had good wings. They had a uh, a wing with a a Thai peanut sauce on it. Ooh, that's good. That shit. was fucking delicious. And now for the downside of recording in my living room. Oh, man. Marvin is pissed. He was dry humping, horny as fuck, and the little cat decided no more. I'm done with <laughs> I'm done with the horniness and just attacked in the middle of the hump. Now you got Marvin with blue balls. Uh, no, he's still humping. I don't feel comfortable humping around the baby. <laughs> we have a kitten. Uh, she's the baby. We don't have a human. So. <laughs> it's just no. a baby. It's a baby on the yeah. ground, a cat humping over top of its face. <laughs> Nobody called child services. There is no human child. Although there's a fucking high chair right there. I was going to ask about it, but I don't even want to know. Uh, we babysat on Saturday for Sarah's best friend's kid. Chased a one-year-old around for a while. Oh, it's yeah. exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. Sounds like a, 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 a sore back the next day is what it sounds like. Uh, You know, not terrible. He just he's, he's a fun kid. Cute. Wines a good amount. Yeah, they all do. Yeah. So you... Uh, Put a little Benadryl in the bottle and you fucking send them on their way. You know what I mean? I'm still relatively new to babies. Like I haven't, my kids, my my buddies have recently had kids, but like I haven't really been around them a whole bunch. And before that, like there just hasn't been a steady baby in my life. I don't have any nephews or. You've never gone steady with a baby before? No, I don't have any any steady baby. (laughs) So I'm still getting used to to being around babies. I know I like them. Sooner or later, you're going to have one around and you'll be like, I love this baby. But I liked when I didn't have a steady baby. That's <laughs> kind of how that works. I miss sleeping until 1030 on Saturdays. Yeah, because that shit could buy. That's for yep. sure. So John Morrissey from MLB Network, or says, uh, yeah, from MLB Network, says, Chris Antonetti and David Forrest are two names being mentioned in the industry today as potential candidates to become the next Red Sox president of baseball operations. So this offseason, there is a possibility the Guardians could lose Tito, which we know is happening through retirement. And Chris Antonetti, who currently has that same role with the Guardians, right? Because Chernoff is the GM at the moment, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So Antonetti, technically it's a lateral move, except it's a lateral move with a place that actually spends a shit ton of money. I would really hate to lose that. He had a really bad offseason this past year. But, like, does that dry up the pitching factory that we've been? I hope that he's got an heir apparent. There's been somebody that he's been grooming. Should be turn off, right? But then has he been grooming somebody? I like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
I always wondered. I just refer to them as Chernoff and Antonetti, period, yeah. and don't pay attention to their titles. It's just what they, I, that's what I was gonna say. How much? How much do you think each was actually doing? There's probably no way to tell. It's just guessing. But when they, you know, remember Antonetti was behind Shapiro. We thought it was all Shapiro. I'd actually venture to say that things have gotten quite a bit better, especially from the draft side since yeah. Shapiro has been gone. So I gotta imagine some of that has to do with Antonetti, right? I mean, it has to. But then is Antonetti the reason that a lot of these hitters aren't? Going through, and maybe there's a whole different philosophy that Chernoff might be wanting to put into play. I, I don't know. I have no idea. They keep everything so t- close to the vest in that organization. They really do. Like, nobody really actually knows. I had a meeting last week with a place, um, and I don't want to say what it was, but it's about our content podcast and stuff. And they were talking about how they've met with all the, the professional teams in town multiple times in the last couple months. And they're like the only team that just doesn't fucking get it. They're so stuck in the past and they're so stuck in their own ways and they're so reluctant to change anything in the way they think is the Guardians. Which makes perfect sense. They are what they are, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the improvements to the stadium are going to be cool. That like That's decently progressive. Yeah, 75 bars. There's so many yeah. bars coming. Yeah. There's more bars in the stadium than there is in the rest of the Cleveland property. Our market research shows that this city really likes alcohol. Yeah. And they don't really care about the game so much. There's bars not even near the field. You can't even see the field with these bars. I mean, it is not a bad idea to increase the bars significantly because of how short the games are now. It's true. Yeah. It just lets you take advantage of it because everybody goes to a different place to stand in short lines, and then we all just get drunk efficiently. Uh, I'm going to spin zone this Antonetti thing, though, and say if you're going to already go fresh start with Tito retiring, I think it actually might end up being a good thing if Antonetti goes too. I guess it depends on how you look at it. I know you're going to disagree with that because you like the slow and steady and every year being competitive. If you're one of those people, which I oscillate between how you feel and an fuck it, man, let's win one championship. I don't care for bad for six years afterwards. If you have that thought process ever going through your head, some new voices in the building, I don't think are the worst, the worst idea. But like the grass is so much greener on the other side. Everybody sure. that, that's looking over there, like, we're not. We're a small market. We're not going to spend a bunch of money. And unless you have that next baseball genius in mind, who who the fuck you want? Like I, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that because I don't know anybody. In yeah, account. nobody does because yeah. I don't think that those people are really out there. Even the fucking Yankees have a hard time finding somebody who's consistently going to get them to the World Series. They spend out the ass. They have all the talent in the fucking world. Like I, I just don't know, man. Like I, I, there are no teams aside from like. Even the Dodgers don't make it to the World Series that often. They yeah. spend out the fucking ass. The, the the Houston Astros have probably been the the best and most consistent team in baseball. And then before them, the Cardinals, right? I mean, the, the Cardinals, yeah, for for a while. That's what I'm saying they they haven't been recently, but no, but like that's just not how baseball goes. Like it's well, if that's you the can case, spend all Hill. all the money in the world. Like I love I love what we've been doing because like it's all about getting hot at the right time. Just be there in the postseason have the right kind of pitching, and then just your bats have to be hot at the right time. That, that's really all it comes down to. I would always, I would have loved to see Antonetti one year where they loosen the purse strings. Not even crazy. Just like go out and spend an extra X million, whatever it is, and let just see what he could do. You know what I mean? Because unfortunately, when you don't do that, this is always the destiny that's probably looming at the end of the tunnel. At some point, everybody wants to know, can I get out of here? Can I go do it in a place that's going to spend? They did it uh, slightly. Slightly. 2017 money, some money was spent, but not like Boston is not spending the way they used to. And they still dwarf that payroll. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I, I liked when Shapiro left. I thought there was many things about Shapiro, especially knowing some stuff behind the scenes that were holding the organization back. A lot of it was how high everybody was on Antonetti though. So that's where I have a little bit of pause with this is like, if everybody was so high on him before, you know, are they that high on churn off and stuff? I don't know. I'm not connected within that organization anymore. They hit my guts. But if they, you know, if it is that same thought process, I'm actually kind of okay. You know what I mean? With them, him saying, you know what? I'm going to go to greener pastures. I'm going to try it in Boston. Peace easy. Best of luck to you. Hope we knock you out of the playoffs next year. Oh, I just get nervous, man. Everything, everything was great up until this year, pretty much. I mean, you had one down year in the Tito era. That's just about it. Like we didn't make it to the world series, but that was, we were, we were close. All the pieces were actually there. It was just running out of gas or just, you know, we got out a little too early in 2017. I truly believe that that actually burned a lot of guys out and that, um, you know, just rule of averages in baseball. If, if you have a sample size that's that large of them 
being that hot, of course they're going to cool down. These guys aren't fucking 400 career hitters. It's everything's going to regress to the mean. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It'll be interesting, man. I mean, this could be a completely different organization starting next year. It won't be. And I hate that. It won't be a completely different organization because they, the reason they have been so steady is because they keep everything so consistent. Uh huh. But those are two huge new voices that would be in the building. Big shakeups. You got to imagine Chernoff would get bumped up. Or that might just, there might not be a ba- of president of baseball operations for a year and there's just a GM. What I mean, if you just go churn off and then like, I, I doubt they're going to do it. I think most of us want it, but we have no idea what it's going to look like a Sandy at manager. You could do that and keep status quo. Very status quo. I think that would bother some fans. I'm sure. But these, yeah. there's no pleasing these fans. No, there's not. So they're the most unpleasable fans in Cleveland. The Guardians. Oh yeah. I guardians Twitter is the worst out of all of them. In my opinion, this guy is constantly falling. I always said the hardest job I ever had was doing post game shows for Indians at that time on the radio. Cause everybody wants to react on the moment mm-hmm. and baseball is not meant to be reacted that way. No, unless it's a monumental thing that happens, an injury, a, um, you know, a, that's injury is usually what it is, or dropping a massive series in that could have consequences down the road in the division, massive series late in the year. It's very hard to freak the fuck out over something because it's law averages. The whole point of baseball is you play a shit ton of it. 162 and the, is all the, the best teams end up in the playoffs, and the hottest team in the playoffs wins. Yeah. It's usually how it works. I guess we'll see. I mean, look at 2016. They were not the best team. No. They just were crazy hot at the right moment. Who was the hottest player on that team? Physically? Physically. <sighs> Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hot, uh, Drea DiMatteo, do you know who that is? Yeah, I do. Did you see? She's Adriana from Sopranos, who was smoking hot when she was on The Sopranos. Uh-huh. Very hot, very hot Italian girl. Did you see? The, uh, I think it was about a month or so ago. She started an OnlyFans. No. Yeah, so she started an OnlyFans, and it was kind of big news for a day or two, and then it faded away. Whatever. I just saw an interview with her today that of why she started an OnlyFans. Uh huh. And uh, and you don't ever think about this because the second someone gets on TV, you just assume that they're rich. Uh huh. She was like. I live job to job like everybody else, and I needed money, so I started an OnlyFans, and I guess it does really well for. Yeah. Um. I don't. I've never gone on there. I don't know what. I don't know if she's naked on there. If she's plowing herself with Heineken bottles. I mean, I'm gonna. Doing, but I'm gonna Google Dre Daventeo nude as soon as we're done with the podcast. Can't you just do that with Reddit and it, everybody's OnlyFans shit pops up? Is that how that works? So like my friend, let's put it this way: my friend all the time. Googles the midget ones and puts them into our group text, uh-huh. and they're always leaked on Reddit, is what they say. So a lot of stuff gets leaked on Reddit, okay, yes. gotcha. But, like, from what I've seen, like, there's stuff that people would just, like, post on their OnlyFans, and then a lot of stuff that's like, here's my video of me putting things inside myself. This will be $100. Oh, okay. Those aren't getting leaked. Gotcha, okay. Interesting. So there's like pay-per-view kind of things and then stuff that you like put out just like on your wall or your timeline or whatever. Dude, if I was a hot girl, I'd be such a whore. I would, I would. I don't understand why every hot girl does not do OnlyFans. Like as, as long as you, I mean, if your grandparents are alive, maybe don't do it. Um, That's old. I probably couldn't find it anyway. Or yeah, maybe if you come from a nice family, you don't want your, your dad seeing that. I get it. But like if you'd. If if nobody's gonna find it, do faceless stuff. Yeah, like that's huge on like Pornhub and stuff. Yeah, just don't don't share your face. By the way, I looked up one time how much you make on Pornhub. Did I ever tell you about this? No, you don't make shit posting those videos. That's why they're pushing everybody to OnlyFans. Like you know, some of those videos they're always just pushing to their OnlyFans because on there for it's like I think I want to say it was like a thousand dollars per million views. That's insane. Like, what is a good video on there? I mean, I don't even know, but I'm guessing what, like five to 10 million somewhere there, probably, right? So, five to 10 grand and mil- 10 million people saw you getting plowed. That feels like a terrible deal. Yeah. I, that's just fucking ridiculous. I didn't know that. That's horrible. That's terrible. I'd imagine like most videos are getting like, a, you know, 10, 15,000 views. Like, it's got to be very rare that they're hitting the millions. And that probably takes a so. long time. So, yeah, well, you're just doing that for peanuts? Yeah, I would just fire up an OnlyFans. Uh, I don't know how you get people there, but you got to do some kind of stunt or something. You got to do a stunt. You got to do a stunt or have one of those raunchy ass Twitter accounts that just pop up randomly because somebody liked it. So it's on your fucking for you timeline. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I don't know, man. If I was a hot girl, I would 100% do that. Cause like I am, I am single now and I am, I'm not dating because I don't, I'm not dating. 
But if I was like, if I met a girl and I was super into her, I don't think an OnlyFans, depending on what was on there, would make me not be with someone now because it's just so mainstream and accepted. I don't think it would. I don't think it would bother me. I think it would bother me more if you made a whole bunch of pornos and put them on Pornhub, and I realize how bad of you are with money because you're not making shit on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be more worried about our financial future together at that point. <laughs> you make terrible financial decisions. I mean, yeah, I, these days. Finding a girl who who does OnlyFans like it, I don't understand the guys who like the the super hot girls and then like a Jonah Hill kind of thing where they're like don't be posting sexy pictures. Yeah, that's why you liked them in the first place. Yes, it's exactly why you liked them in the first place. Yeah, I don't. I do think there's a flip side to that coin too, and that is, I am all for a um, sexual liberation of women. Do whatever you want, fuck whoever you want, post whatever you want. I don't give a shit. I'm never going to judge you for it. I don't care. But you also can't be that surprised if someone does judge you for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing as like everything I do, I'm doing and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I can't be surprised if I'm like, you know what? I want to get in the dating scene. I want to find somebody to settle down with. Uh And I meet a school teacher and she's beautiful and she's cool and we fucking kick it and it's awesome. And then she goes back and she sees my video of me going to a cow rave and chanting, eat more ass with a whole bunch of people dressed Uh in cow costumes. She's like, I can't date this guy. Can I take him home? (laughs) I couldn't be, I couldn't be mad at her for that. I would totally get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, like I said, I, Totally for it. Do whatever you want. Post you. Want. I don't judge you at all. But you just can't be that surprised when people do. That's what that would. Yeah. That's what I think. What the fuck? When I what do I think? What um? Do you have like a, a childhood or like teenage growing up crush that you wish was on OnlyFans? One that you'd be like instantly like, all right, well, never purchased before, but I'm gonna find out what this is all about. Of course. Who? Who would it be? I don't have a specific name. It's like almost anybody I know. Like it, almost <laughs> anybody I know that that has an OnlyFans, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'll give you ten bucks, sure. <laughs> I wonder if they. That's like the, the only name. circumstances I would do it. Just okay. if it's just a random Nobody hot girl. Famous. I'm not giving you my money. Fuck you. Topanga or someone like that wouldn't get you to do it. Kelly Kapowski. If I knew that that it was naked, absolutely. But it's like I can't even think of one name because it's all of them. Yeah. Pretty much, I've seen every girl I think is super hot. It's famous. It's I've seen them all naked now. Anyway. Let's think. Who definitely has? I mean, Anna Kendricks. I, I find her to be sexy. And Me she's too. never been naked. She's interesting. Yeah. She's interesting. I wonder what that would be like. It'd be mousy what, and she got big tits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know anybody. There's this one Instagram butt model I follow, and I know she has an OnlyFans, but she also from Googling, nothing has been leaked of nudity. Wish she would just get naked. City Maller is one right now. It's one of my only horny follows on Instagram. I have so many horny follows on Instagram. How many would you say? Like you put an over under on it. At least a hundred. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you I have four. Good for you. Like I have horny photos that are local, like that I'm actively trying to be inside them, but that is not. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I've got none of those. Yeah, I'm a married man. See, exactly. So there's the opposite here. And I probably have four horny follows. But yeah, I can't, I can't really open my Instagram in public. <laughs> but that's what i use instagram for like lord knows i don't post anything i don't get sports news off of it it's true like i just i just look at some butts you're certainly not promoting any of your fucking shows on there that's for sure i mean sometimes if somebody tags me in something i'll I'll include it in my story occasionally (laughs) in between looking at butts (laughs) yeah Yeah. enough time to throw it on my 100 percent. yes so you went uh you're going to europe i'm going to europe uh, the lady's going to Europe tomorrow. She goes tomorrow. She's yeah. going for a, like a work conference, and, and this is in Windsor. That's why we started the podcast. Yeah, way. this is in in Windsor, not Canada, England. with the strip clubs. And I'm going to go over there. We'll be in London for two days. We'll go to Edinburgh for three days. We'll go to Dublin for four days. Back to London, and then we just stay the night there. And then fly out the next day. Nice. Yeah. What is, what part are you most excited about? The scotch tasting. Hell yeah. Very excited for the scotch tasting. Um, and we paid extra for the fancy one, and Sarah can't really drink, so and she doesn't even like scotch, so I'm getting both of ours. That's what happened. I went down to Cincinnati. My son's grandpa was there. We went to the New Riff Distillery. He barely drinks. He had like two of his samples, and I got all the rest of his samples. It was fucking awesome. That's what we did at fucking... Uh, when, when I graduated college, my sister was graduating law school in Boston, and so when we went there... Me and her, just the two of us, went to the Sam Adams Brewery. We did the brewery tour, and then afterwards, they have these giant pitchers. They are very big. They sit you down at these like long-style tables, and it was just a bunch of families there. 
So like the dads, they give you a little tasting glass and the dads would take just a little tiny sip. Oh yeah, that's nice. Like a little, little banana flavor in there. And me and my sister at the end just pouring these things, <laughs> shooting them back, pouring these things, shooting them back. We're, we're killing pitchers for free. We had a great time. That's what you got to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the scotch tasting I'm very excited for in, in Scotland. It's like in some underground tunnel. It's Fuck yeah, that's awesome. We were going to do a Ted Lasso tour and now we're going to do a DIY Ted Lasso tour. So we're going to go to Richmond, but we waited too long to book the tour. Just going to do it yourself. So we're just going to do it ourselves. Yeah, why not? Uh, we're going to go to the Jameson Distillery. I'm pumped about that. Sweet. I heard that's really good. Edinburgh Castle. Um, I, so you can't do the Guinness, you can't do the Guinness one. Um, no point for me. Yeah, yeah or, exactly. or Sarah, yeah. Which is, but everybody says like you got to do the Guinness because it's completely different. Or the Guinness tastes completely different. It's delicious. Out Damn it! I know. My, like, da- yeah. my dad was like, he talked about the entire time when he came back here. It was like a whole weekend of me hearing about how good the fucking Guinness was over there. Sarah's on a medication, so she can't drink it all on this trip, oh, which I feel tough. horrible for her. Yeah, and uh, I can't do the gluten, so like even I, I feel bad even dragging her to the Jameson Distillery. Yeah, but I, I that's like still like that that's kind of a cool experience though, because Jameson's such a huge thing. Yeah. you know what I mean. So uh, you, so she's got that gala, and you went. You guys went dress shopping together. Yeah, where'd you go? We went to some place called Windsor. Oh really? Yeah, it's called oh, Windsor. Windsor. It's a dress store in the mall. It's a dress store. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It was at uh, Crocker Park, and we go in, and it's fucking like, you know, I'm not feeling. This is when I was still sick, and I'm trying to watch college football on my phone, and like it's not working. And the floors, I don't know if the, the like the water did damage, but like the floors are like coming up, and I'm like just stomping on floor bubbles, and that's how I'm. Entertaining myself, giant <laughs> child. And then, like Sarah's going and like trying these dresses on, and I have to stand there in the doorway to the dressing room, like she's making me stand there so that I can let her know how the dresses look. But there's also teenage girls going and trying on dresses in that room, and I—that's the most uncomfortable I felt in a long time. Yeah, that sucks. I just had to like glue my eyes to the floor. And like Sarah would come out, and I like look at her, and then look at like a teenage girl, and then they just, it, it I did not feel good. <laughs> I, I have not felt that creepy in a while. Um, but like, goddamn, man, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, my ex and I have going to some of those stores, her shopping for dresses for New Year's or whatever, and that's always how it was. Like, way too many teenage girls in here. This is yeah. I need you to bring a friend next time. Leave yeah. me at home. You bring a friend next time. I always said, just send me pictures. I'll sit out there to send me pictures. Yeah, I had to see how her. Uh, <laughs> She was so nervous or worried about like uh, how the one dress made her boobs look because it seemed like like the it's like a one strap dress and it's like pulling one tit up, the other one is like hanging lower and she was all concerned about that. She had to take it to a tailor afterwards to get that fixed. Cross tits. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was wonky titted. Uh, Casey sent me a DM earlier about some sweater. That literally looks like a vagina. It's like one of those big like hanging sweater, like a woman's sweater that uh-huh. hangs, droops around the neck. But the droops looks just so like flaps. labia. Yeah, it looks like a labia. Your face, her face would just be popping out. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would that be if you saw somebody wear that? He was trying to get, I don't know who, somebody to buy it for Holly Strano to wear on the news. Is Holly, Str- <laughs> <laughs> Is Holly Strano? Is that her last name? No, she's had a million last I names. I don't fucking watch the news. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, right? This yeah. The hot one. Yeah. There's a few hot ones. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Herbeck's very hot. Natalie Herbeck's very I'd like hot. to see her in a vagina sweater, too. Yeah, I'd buy her OnlyFans. Or just a vagina, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, that's cool, though. So, um, and you're gone for, what, 10 days, you said? Gone for 10 days. I don't know. Have you ever flown to overseas? I have not, no. Because I don't know how I'm supposed to do it. We've gotten conflicting. I should just Google it, but um, people are like, oh, you have to sleep on the plane. And then you stay up as long as you can there and go to bed like at normal hours, their time. And then another person was like, no, you stay up for as long as you can. Don't sleep on the flight. Don't sleep when you get there. And then you sleep like crazy. And then you're, you know, back. You just go to bed at like a a normal time, maybe a little earlier, and then you're fine. So I don't know what to do, but I was looking forward to just playing Nintendo for the entire flight. But now I I think I'm going to knock myself out with some Xanax or something. I don't think, like, I I just think it's a, uh, is this the right, what is a fated accompli? What does that mean? I don't speak French. What the fuck, <laughs> so, what fuck are you like, talking about? Uh, Did you I learn know. that in Windsor, Canada? <laughs> I did learn that in Windsor, Canada. I believe the, the stripper said that to me in the shower on stage. I think it's <laughs> what it was. So actually it translates to that's $100 for this song. <laughs> no, I, I think it, whatever. I think no matter what you do, when you're always going to be jet lagged. There's almost no way to time your sleep back up, I feel like. It's a fucking six hour difference. Well, I mean, I've gone, from, I've gone from here to Hawaii. That's what, four? Is it four or five? 
It's f- I can't remember. It's four or five. I don't know. But it's I've wild learned. how far away that is. How far away Hawaii is and still part of our country. It's pretty much Japan. It's great. It's so far away. It's yeah. the same flight from here to to L.A. that is from L.A. to Hawaii. That's insane. It's crazy. So that's it. They're telling me, you should try to sleep on the plane, this, that, and the third. And I sleep on the plane anyway. I got there, and, dude, I was up in the middle of the night. Like, nothing, nothing works. You're just going to... You're going to be a weirdo American vampire for the whole week. You're going to be wearing sweatpants. We're going to be judging you. It's going to be awesome. I am, yeah, I am going to, yeah. I was literally thinking about that last night. I'm like, I can't wait. Like, People are going to look at Brian and be like, Americans. It's, yeah, it's, they are. I'm so, such a big, clumsy, oafish, <laughs> chubby guy. <laughs> like, I hope people are going, oh, America. There's French people around in your, in England. They all kind of hang out in each other's countries over there, right? Yeah. It's like a short bus trip or whatever they ride over there. That would be awesome. To Tandem just bicycles. Be in a place where it's that easy to go from awesome place to awesome. We just hop on a train. Yeah. I mean, the the going from country to country by plane is dirt cheap, too. Yeah. Uh, we, we have one Ryanair flight from Scotland to Dublin. Nice. Nice. What uh, And everywhere else you're, what, taking trains? or We are taking a train from London to Edinburgh. Are you renting a car, by the way? No. Ah, oh, fuck. No. That's what I would like to hear. That you would be fucking around trippy. About the wrong way in a car, it'd be fucking sick. My one buddy Sean went to uh, to Ireland, and he they were initially renting a car, and the only one he can get was a stick shift. Oh, so well. he he came over to me with because my car is a manual transmission, and he he wanted like a lesson, and I had to like take him into the parking lot of my apartment complex and try and teach him how to drive stick. And he was like, the movies ruined him because he was like. <laughs> Really quickly stomping on the clutch and just like shifting real fast as if he was fucking Dom Toretto. Get F one. Yeah, he's like, dude, this is fucking Mitsubishi. <laughs> Settle down, l- l- ease your way off the clutch. Did he end up going and getting a? He ended up paying hundreds of dollars more for, a, for an automatic transmission when one came available. Yeah, dude, I don't think I could do. I used to be a um, a valet. And I was never very good. I used to tear up clutches on super nice cars all the time. Just like, <laughs> driving this guy's Ferrari away for my $2 tip. I've had two different stick shift cars now. Really? Yeah. Would you go back to automatic at this point? Absolutely. I fucking hate stick shift. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, this, this is only because they're the most financially available options to me. <laughs> at, least, at least you're not one of those people who pretends like, no, I'm Oh, wrong, God. Wrong. Uh, those people are maniacs. Yeah, I fucking hate it. <laughs> Like, dude, you drive a Mitsubishi, there's no way you're that end of your stick shift Mitsubishi. At the very least on this car, there is a mechanism in place when I'm on a hill, if the car feels itself rolling backwards, it's almost like an automatic brake sets in. Oh, nice. So when I am going from stopped on a hill to first and like getting out of that, it I won't roll back. But my my old my fucking what was it, a ninety-four or eighty-nine escort? I had a Ford Escort. It was hell yeah, baby blue stick shift oh, two door. Yeah. My parents got it from the neighbor Hatchback? for like a couple hundred bucks. Little... Nope. And it had it only had like thirty seven thousand miles on it. Damn, it was ridiculous. My dad was really wanting to put historical plates on it, <laughs> but apparently you can't do that unless there's like a historical society for that type of car. Oh really? So that yeah, it's got to be twenty five years old. And there has to be a historical society. There's no escorts historical society. I, I was like, we need to form it. How far you we just like yeah, we made it. it. And then they end up getting they end up getting rid of that car. Business but, cards and everything like that'd be, be fucking, fucking awesome. That'd be so cool. Yes. the Ford Escort historical society. Uh, one uh, quick story. One time that car got vandalized when I parked it on the street in Lakewood. Somebody came and it, like it was like one of those chalk sprays. But somebody drew a dick on my driver's side window and wrote the word poop on the pass on the driver's side uh back window. And I like I I just left it. Just, I didn't clean it off. I went to work with it. Why why? Wouldn't just a hose break take that off? It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. My dad's like, Oh, who do you think did this? And I'm like, I have no idea. I've asked all my friends. Nobody's living up to it. He goes, you piss some broad off. And I'm like, what do you think I've been out there doing? <laughs> <laughs> that somebody would put a dick in poop. Was it hey, butt stuff? Apparently, you know, apparently you know, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like. <laughs> that or I'm just banging the most immature women. <laughs> <laughs> I get some women you met in the dressing room at Windsor, apparently. <laughs> but like, honestly, if I if it was a girl that I pissed off, I'd be far more interested in a relationship after seeing that. Yeah, that's funny. Really, yeah, me and you, we're sticking together. That sounds like kids shit. Like kids were fucking around. And really cool kids. Yeah, kids are awesome. All right, you got any shows coming up? Um, yeah, Saturday I will be at a theater in Ashland. Did you know they have theaters in Ashland? Apparently they do, and there's several hundred seats. Last I talked to them, which was like a month ago, was like 200 sold already. So damn, that's great. Yeah. 
There's probably just not a lot going on out there, right? No, there's not shit in Ashland. I mean, they got a good D2 program. That's, you have a good D2 program. That's about all they got going for them. And then uh, West will show on October 4th as well. So like I said, go to the Westall's Downtown Willby Facebook page, look for the shitty flyer, Venmo your money into the ether, and then come hang out with us there. Possibly, Brian, depending on how much of a European fancy boy he is when he gets back. If you don't, if you do come to that show, you definitely need to be wearing like a tight, dry fit V-neck polo <laughs> and the capri pants and those, yeah, like the shoes you were talking about earlier. I'll come to. in a track jacket at least. Yeah, 100%. You have yeah, to. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. Uh, I got anything else? That's all I got here. That's all I got. I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, right? we pulled that one out of our ass. Yeah, we did. We had nothing to talk about about an hour ago. So, uh, good shit. Good week. We're back, and we, we didn't even go over week one like we were talking about. No, we didn't. Or week two. I mean, yeah, whatever. You guys know what yeah. you're betting. We're not going to sway you on any yeah. of this bullshit. Okay. So, go listen to Colin Cowherd. Just do exactly the opposite of what he does. There, there you go. go. See you guys.